bottles, dye marker, flares, safety float, temperature gauge, spear guns, SMG. What are you, some kind of half-ass astronaut? <laughs> championship can life get any better cut line gonna break it down The Wyndham Championship marks the beginning of the end of the 2019 golf season as we are quickly closing in on the Tour Championship, but the cut line never rests and this week our breakdown of the Wyndham is sure to bring the ruckus. But before that, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, and hello UK. WGC St. Jude is over. We finally return to a tournament that will leave you sweating on Friday waiting for that cut line. Pun intended. Now, if you're new to the cut line, what, the fuck you bet? what took you so long to listen? And if you're a returning listener, I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosef Goebbels. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Okay. Okay. Right. Zach and Let's, I appreciate uh, all the time and dedication that you've given us in listening to our rants, our raves, our arguments, our agreements, our golfers' selections, picks, processes, whatever the case may be. And I know somewhere deep down inside your heart, you love us, too. Welcome to the cut line. I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, and the Wyndham Championship is here. And with a little research, some hot sauce, I know we're gonna have plenty of wieners this weekend. And winners. Genius, genius, genius. Plus, it is Shark Week. And I know that this week it counts double for me because I love this week on the Discovery Channel. But this show cannot be done without the 6K maestro, Martin 
Pillar's ever-so-casual fan, the same Zach Manafort that starred as Maria in West Side Story. Man, I feel pretty. Zero Iron Zach, <laughs> Mulligan Manafort, at EaglesFan83 on Twitter, Zach Manafort. Zach, my man, how you doing, brother? Ah. Uh... End of the season. We're, we're, we're quickly approaching the long grind of PGA being about wrapped up for a whole month. <laughs> and then we start right back at it again. So it's uh, you don't really get any time off, which is which is great. So I love it. I love every week of this. Um, I didn't really like last week, but it ended up being pretty good. I was pretty excited about it. And I'm ready to see How- this week shape up a little bit differently. So, How'd you do last week? Uh, you know, I... Thursday I was down, Friday I was up heaps, Saturday I was back down, and then uh, Rory just really screwed me Sunday, basically. I had a really good, couple good lineups going with Rory, kind of anchoring everything, and his choke put me about uh, a little bit above even, so not a terrible week. I mean, I'll take a win, but could have been much better. Friday looked, or yeah, Friday looked great, but no cut events. What can you do? It's a, always changing every second of the day, so I did all right. How'd you end up? I ended up losing about 80 bucks. Uh, these WGCs, you know, they're hard to predict. You got to get the nuts right. You got to get those top fives, top tens. Great call on Bubba Watson, by the way, because I was vehemently arguing against that call. And, man, top ten, finished in ninth place. Great call on that, by the way. So I had Brooks. I had tons of Brooks. I the problem is I just you. didn't. <laughs> should have listened to on Brooks. I didn't, I didn't piece them together with the right guys. Like, I even had him in one lineup with Tway. Ooh. And he stuck it out. Whole, Just kept lines going well, backwards. Then <laughs> the, my whole argument with last week, and I didn't even mention him on the pod, was just like, well, I want to leverage the field, and I just think I reached, and that's really what happened. And and having Brooks enough was enough leverage, um, and I should have been smarter, played some chalkier lineups, but that's okay. You know, it it was my first loss, you know, since uh, for a while now in terms of that bad and being in GPPs and stuff like that. So. I'm cool with it. Time to move on. Time to move forward. We got a cut event this week, so I'm looking looking at this event like getting back on the horse, maybe getting a high finish. I've been really, really, really doing well in the Mayo recently, so I'm excited yeah. about that too. My favorite one. That's the, that's the bet. No rake. No rake GPP. Sign me up every time. Three max too, man. Yeah, it's Three the max. best. It's the best thing on, on the site. You can't beat that. 15 bucks. If you're not playing it, you should because you're, you're, you're playing for free. And, it, and roughly the cut line, the percentage, well, except last week, but it's roughly about the same as all the other GPPs. So I don't know why you wouldn't play the 15 Mayo over the 12 single entry. Uh, that's, that's a fair fair choice. Plus the, the entrants are less than, say, like the $1.20 max yep. or any of those 20 maxes that are available. And if you are a three max player, you know, just throw your lineups in there anyway. It's a great option. So oh, moving forward. <clears throat> That's it. We're entering FedEx FedEx Cup week or weeks. How important are the FedEx standings in your mind, your opinion? My opinion? I think they're huge. I mean, you're looking at guys playing for the winner getting an extra 15 mil at the end of the season. I mean, that that's a significant chunk. That's like winning three majors. Can't we just give it to Brooks? We could, but as, as history has shown us last year with you know, it's not always a top the top golfer in the world. You know, last year it was Justin Rose, Justin Thomas, Rory, Jordan. Back in twenty fourteen we had Billy Ho won it. Going back further, you had Snedeker won, Haas won in eleven, Fjork won in twenty twelve. So 
or 2010, I'm sorry. So, you know, anyone can win, especially if you got guys playing like, like garbage, like DJ, just going to keep giving it away. Are you going to keep writing that narrative? Because I love DJ I'm gonna, every week. I'm, gonna run, I, I'm not paying 11000 plus for a guy who three putts from five feet. He's going to figure it out. It's too late. It's not too it's late. T- it's too late, man. Where is he at? He's probably still like top five, right? Where is he at? I don't even know. So I don't play him. Okay, he's seven. All right, so he's not really at risk. It's not too so late. He'll make, Justin Johnson he'll make the, the he'll make the championship. He's still he's still standing to make <coughs> the the Wyndham bonus. So I mean that's that's good, I guess. Well, are you going to buy this narrative about these guys at the 125 mark? You absolutely. Know, 100, I, absolutely. 125 gets in. They're professionals. I, I, they're professionals. If they're on the bubble, they're going to come out with a little bit extra motivation because if they make it in there and they can sneak into the top 10, they're get, not only are they getting – I mean, if you don't make it in the top 20, 125, you stand to lose your tour status for next year. Not if you have a win. Well, right. Yes, if you have a win. But – if you don't, you're gonna to have to go through and face like Q school if you're at a certain rank, and some guys never come back from that. We're gonna see Daniel Berger again next year if he doesn't make it past 125. You think? For sure. The way he's been playing, he's got a top ten this year. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I agree with you. Fine, get your tour card, 125. But a lot of these guys got top tens. Some of them got first place. Jim Herman won a tournament for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, we we're, we're looking at guys that made a lot of money, to where I don't know how motivated they are just to get their ass kicked by the best in the world. But they still and, have a. Ch- I mean, all I have to do is top ten. There's an extra. What is it? I don't even remember what it is. Seventy million. It's spread across the top ten. See, I would be more concerned about people choking, like Pat Perez, man. He's 122nd. He's on the bubble, you know. He's on the right side of the bubble, but I think that's more pressure. I think I agree. I think the guys under the line, I'm more interested in because they'll come out with motivation. You got guys right above it that are going to be playing a little more scared because they're in and they have everything to lose and really nothing to gain. I like the other way around. I like the guys that have something to gain. You know, they're already out. I'll take the underdog narrative. All right. Well, we're going to move on. We'll get into our player pool shortly, but the cut line is here to bring you an in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield Country Club. We're going to do the best we can. And Chief, you try this. Made it myself. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sad traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. The cut line is here to give you the plays to build your best lineups week in and week out. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're gonna find a way to get out of here. First, we're gonna seal off this The goal for you is to be in the winner's circle. 
number one in those GPPs. First place, that elusive number one. Get up those DFS ranks, those ranking boards on Roto Grinders. Now the cut line is going to take you there. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? More than likely it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up on the wrong end of the flag stick, so I ask you, how are your lineups doing? This week, the PGA Tour travels to Carolina for the Wyndham Championship. The same course, Brent Snedeker recorded a 59 in 2018. That's right, that's Snedeker, 59. We're looking at a tree line, skinny fairways, and Bermuda greens. And needless to say, accuracy and ball striking are a must for this course. Now, five of the past 11 and each of the last three champions at Sedgefield have finished with a score of 20 under par or lower. So, scores paradise. Past winners in the field include Siwoo Kim and Brian Snedeker. Another notable top finishers include Bill Haas, Paul Casey, and Webb Simpson. You want 6 of 6 through? Well, there's no better place to start than our course breakdown. Zach, what challenges are the golfers facing this week? Oh, I mean, Sedgefield's great, man. I love it. Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. I lived right right outside there for a couple years, so it's, you know, it's a little bit of a drive from Charlotte. So not too bad. It's decent traffic. I've heard people say it's not the safest place, and I think they're right. But, you know, for golf, it's not bad. Uh, you're looking at the you know Don Ross design way back in 1926. It was remodeled again in 2007. It was quite an easy course and still ranks within the top 10 uh, easiest courses on most years. It's a par 70, uh, 7,127 yards total. Uh, it's got uh, you know it was on bent grass greens up until 2012, and they switched over to Bermuda greens, which you know has given advantage to some guys like Justin Spe- or Justin Speed. Jordan Spieth, who actually played in 2013 here, his only appearance and got second. And we know he's a good Bermuda putter, so something to look into uh, as we kind of dive into the player pool is something I'll be looking at. Um, you know, as far as the greens, they usually run a little bit quick, 11.5 to 12 on the stint meter, so average to a little bit speedy, so not terribly difficult to, to navigate. So we think we'll see some, some good putting opportunities here. I think the most important part to mention, and you kind of touched on it, is is how low these guys score here. Uh, you mentioned 20 under par, and it, you know last season we saw that 25 golfers finished with at least 10 under. Um, so yeah, another birdie fest, and I think that's the theme of the end of the season here. As we've seen, I think like eight of the last nine events have been pretty easy, low scoring courses. Uh, we're going to see water again this week uh, in play in about seven holes. As we saw guys hit the water last week at St. Jude. So, you know, if you're watching guys struggle there, they're probably going to have the same issue here. So avoiding the big number on on those seven holes is going to be critical. Uh, The field itself actually is pretty decent. you got 25 of the top, uh, I think, 85 players in the world here competing. And a lot of that has to do with moving up in the rankings for the FedEx playoffs. This has got final chance to tune up your game, get back into form, take some time off. Uh, so I think we'll see a lot, of, a lot of good sweats come Friday because the field's loaded, and really the pricing's terrible. If you ask me on, on DraftKings, it's just god awful. Um, so stats I'm looking at to really take advantage of this course, as you mentioned, the tight fairways. So I'm looking at you know strokes gained, ball striking, GIRs gained. Uh, a lot of the holes are between um, on the par four side, are between 450 and 500. So I'm looking at that as a lot. 
And then with some of these water holes and some of these shorter holes, uh, looking at the last couple of years, proximity from 150 to 175 was a huge advantage here. So I'm going to be weighting that pretty heavily. Birdie or Betty's birdie. Oh man, I can't talk tonight. Birdie or Better's gained is also a stat I'm looking at with an easy course. I need guys that are going to score on those opportunities. And then strokes gained putting. I'm going to I'm going to uh, feature into the mixed condition model when I look at like the last hundred rounds on Bermuda greens. And I might give an edge to some guys that are, that are stronger Bermuda putters if it comes down to splitting hairs, because I think that's going to be key here. And I think we've seen guys that are better on Bermuda greens end up better here. So I like that this week. I think that's a it's a huge advantage. Um, I'm, I may have missed an angle here unless you, you see something different. No, a lot of the stats that you touched upon uh, I'm keen on, but one is uh, one that you didn't mention was strokes gained T to green. Um, I do want that all-around game here. Um, they aren't going to bring out the driver too often. Um, it's an easy scorer's course, so I also am going to look at approaches from 150 to 175, not just that proximity. Good call. Um, so another thing is not just birdies are better. I'm going to look at a birdie or better gained advantage. Um, approach shots, of course, and proximity, you kind of touched upon that. But in my private model, I'm also going to look at that scoring per 18 that I kind of calculate on my own. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to stick to those low numbers, you know, not try to go above that 3.9. The highest I want to go is like 3.92. It's like Billy Horschel's right about there. Um, I really want those scores. And we kind of touched upon the FedEx rankings. I'm not buying that narrative yet this week. Um, I, I, I'm just not there. And I, I bought into it before, and it's burned me. And maybe it's just past um, impressions upon me and my lineup building, but I, I'm not there. I'm not going to go start doing that until we get into the real heart of the FedEx. So um, needless to say, looking forward to this uh, this week. And, you know, one thing I really want to consider is putting on Bermuda, mm -hmm. but I'm going to look at long-term putters um, versus recent form. Um, I think you're going to get a better idea who's putting well. And like you already mentioned, Jordan Spieth, I, I think he's got a great play. So with that, we're going to go into our birdie or better segment where Zach and I will break down each tier of golfer this week's of this week's DraftKings player pool. We look to give you our favorite plays as well as the golfers we intend to fade. And we are going to start with that top range, which includes Webb Simpson, Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Morikawa, and Brant Snedeker. Zach, who do you like in this range? Well, I don't know if I should start off with who I like or if we should just get it out of the way. What do we do at Webb Simpson here at 11-2? I mean, the dude's straight chalk. Five years in a row here, second, third, 72nd, sixth, and fifth. He's coming off a second last week. He's locked in. Uh, he's one of the best Bermuda putters long-term, as we kind of mentioned earlier. He comes in, I think he's like the eighth best in the field. I don't know. His daughter's name's Wyndham. What can you do? You just have every narrative going. I do. I, I, I like him, but I don't think I can play him because his ownership's going to be ridiculous. I, I could see one of two things happening. I can, I can see me eating the chalk, which I rarely ever do. Yeah. Which I rarely ever do because I think you can construct solid lineups still with 11-2 Webb Simpson. But he's so costly. Yeah. And... And and to me, I would rather fade it if on Wednesday I'm looking at 20-plus percent ownership, and I'd like to go elsewhere. I think the problem so, with fading him is that the pricing is just – I think it's just so terrible. I saw 11-2, and I was like, oh, man, easy fade. And then I started looking at guys I like, and it's like 77, 72, 71. Like, geez, 
you can you can throw them in there and still be well under. Which I think is good because maybe that even raises his ownership even higher. Compared to the field, though, he's a birdie machine. He's great off the tee. The only thing he really struggles with is that proximity from that 150 to 175 range. Yeah. And and that three-putt avoidance. And he's just kind of middle-tier three-putt avoidance. And, and that's long-term, last 100 rounds, looking on Bermuda. So uh, there's a lot of stats that correlate well to Webb Simpson. I guess we got to ask ourselves this question. At what threshold, ownership projection-wise, do we say, no, thank you, I want leverage to the field? I would say 20% at this point. I mean, so he was he was almost thirty percent owned last week, so you got to figure he's going to be even higher. It's a different tournament last week. You can't compare that. That's okay. That's he was twenty one percent at the Open. Of course. Uh, all right. So that's better. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well. Um, do you want to eat that chalk? I guess that's the question. I don't. You have to answer. On I don't. I you would, know what? I would rather take Matsuyama, honestly. Well, that's true. Matsuyama's playing great, minus that missed cut at the Open. Which is good. Um, I like that. So that might reduce his ownership, but but these are the main guys in the tournament. I mean, if you get a casual player, he's not going to know anyone else. Um, but, yeah, I get it. And then Morikawa as well, winning last week, that just elevated his ownership like crazy. So in terms of just ownership leverage plays, we're looking at two guys here. Yep. And I know one you're keen on, and that's Jordan Spieth, and the other one is Sneds. Yes, sir. Now, before we get to Spieth, Sneds has the history here. Yeah. I mean, he has he has the history from last weekend, and I got him right now at sub-8%, which I think is insane, insanely good. And it's not like his numbers are that bad either. His numbers, last 100 rounds on Bermuda, overall ranks 42nd in my fantasy national model, but he's 24th in that 400 to 450 range. 16th in three-putt avoidance, and around the green, you rank 14th overall. Everything else is kind of in the middle, and I'm okay with that. I think Sneds is in play. I think he's going to go overlooked. I think a lot of people are using the same kind of model setup, and they're going to see Snedeker coming in at 42 to 50th to 60th, wherever he falls in your rankings. I'm going to take a flyer on a guy. I shouldn't even call a flyer. I'm going to take chances on Sneds for a man who shot a 59 just last year on this same course yeah he did and i think he's interesting and, and you mentioned 60th he actually is 61st in my model and i think my concern with him just looking at his la- his recent form over his last just 36 rounds as a whole not in any type of greens or anything but his ball striking and hitting proximity from 150 to 175 has been a real struggle He's like 92nd in ball striking and 136 in that proximity range which worries me on a course that those are the two stats you really need here. Well, there is some cause for concern, and that's why it's a lower ownership. Sure, absolutely. You, you know you're going in with you know some some reservations from, from the field, but I, I think I'm going to have pieces of Sneds just to get leverage away from these higher-owned guys. I don't know how you fade Matsuyama. I, the, guy's, yeah. the guy's been a machine. Even if he's at 20%, you're going to have to have pieces of him. I don't know if you go underweight, overweight on him. I got to wait till Wednesday to really notice that. But I'll say this, though. Last 24 rounds in general about Sneds, going back to him, he does struggle in that prox range from that 150 to 175. But he's okay off the tee. He's really solid around the greens, and he's great in that 400 to 450 range. And we really want to attack that range. 74th, though, in fairways gained. I, I don't love that in the last 24 rounds. Just... So, 
Yeah. Now, Jordan Spieth, what do you think? Uh, God, he has just been... Yeah, I, I, don't, I think I've only been on him like twice or maybe three times this year, and I think this will be the fourth. In the 10-6, I think he's, he falls in that weird range where he's wedged between Matsuyama, or actually under Simpson and Matsuyama, which I think will lower his ownership. Uh, he's just not that good off the tee, which you need kind of need to be here. Uh, but he has been playing better. I mean, 20th at the Open, which is a difficult course which with equally hard, rough, and like you hit it off the fairway, you're in trouble. Uh, he did well. So I think if he can continue that success, uh, he gained under two strokes on the field on average. So, I mean, he's, a, he's he's the best Bermuda putter, Bermuda putter here. And he came in second in 2013. So he's got some, you know, maybe a confidence coming into this into this week. Uh, I just hope his approach game is dialed in to where it can be. I just think he's probably lower ownership. I mean, we haven't seen him over 10%. I can't even remember the last time he was over 10% on him. Not any time recently. And he got uh, his 12th last week. And, so, and, his, and he was gaining strokes putting last week, too. Almost. He gained, what, 4.2 strokes putting last week. The guy's a monster on the putting green. And, and he mean, wasn't. Let, let, yeah, you're right. No, and he wasn't. And his off the tee game was terrible. I mean, his game is around the green. Yeah. Around the green, on the green putting. 12th at St. Jude. 20th at the Open. He missed cut at the Travelers, but he was awful on the green. Yeah. 65th at the U.S. Open, awful around the green and on the green. But then we got 7th at the Memorial, almost four, four strokes gained putting, almost seven strokes gained around the green. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if, if Jordan Spieth brings the short game, we're looking top 15, top five, number one. If you're willing to take that risk is the question you need to ask yourself. I think you have to. Right now, I got I, I got I got crazy low ownership on a guy of Jordan Spieth's caliber. Now, this has happened to us before. Life of golfers gets in the way. Sure. And I remember we were on a little guy. We were very very on this guy, who we found out on Friday had his best friend's wedding to go to on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, and intentionally missed the cut by just playing terrible yep. around the green on 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 Friday. Now, that's kind of where I'm at with some of these guys. Do they have something better to do? And, I mean, they're all guaranteed to go to the FedEx. I, I just, I don't know if... They are, but I think in Jordan Spieth's aspect, he's not that high. I mean, he's already at risk of falling out of the second event. He's 67th in the FedEx standings. So if he doesn't do well here, he could potentially not... I mean, he has to do well here and next week. I mean, if he doesn't do well here, he has to do well next week or he's out. That's true. So That's he, need, true. he needs to move up in the standings if he's going he's gonna to make a run at the top. I mean, he's, he's behind guys like Kevin Tway. Oh, Kevin Tway, the man <laughs> who wouldn't Tway's quit. Kevin Tway's 39th. Best practice round ever. <sighs> Kevin Tway's earning. All right, let's move down to that 9K range. Includes Casey, Reed, Horschel, Hovland, Wolf, Jez Reby, Sabatini, Neiman, and Cam Smith. I'm going to tell you something. Ownership, again, is loaded in this area. People are going to be all over these 10K guys, these 9K guys, because they know who they are. But I can tell you one guy I am not going to play this weekend for sure. 
and that's Rory Sabatini. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not taking that bait. He was playing so well earlier in the year, right? He was playing great early in the year. Now, not so much. I don't want pieces of Rory Sabatini who has been struggling in recent form. Okay, are you with me on this? Oh, I'm totally with you. I mean, 16th at open, I get it. 3M over, missed the cut. Rocket Mortgage Clash got third, but then 43rd, 27th, 6th, 5th, 18th, 10th, 36th. Never mind. Who am I thinking about? The guy's dominating. <laughs> <laughs> no, my only, I was only going to throw in there because I was trying to look up real quick. I think he does pretty well on shorter courses. He does do well on shorter courses, but my concern is the putting. You know, it, is he going to putt well enough to do well? I mean, he had five strokes at the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the green. Almost five strokes at the Memorial. He's not historically that great of a putter. Like, it's 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 this hot putter that has to come through. Yeah, long term, he's 88th on Bermuda. So, yeah, he's not. 9,200 is a lot to pay for. So, that. when we're looking at Sabatini, it's, it's something that I'm concerned about if that's what we're going to look at. Now, he's great off the tee. Sure. He's great off the tee, and he's got a solid approach game. Last five rounds, he's been solid. Um, strokes gain, tee to green, he's like at 2.2. Last 10 rounds, 4.7. I don't know if I want to eat that much chalk in Rory Sabatini. What, where are you guys? Where are you at in this 9K range? I don't like it, honestly. I just think I was having a hard time. I did all the research before the pricing came out, and then it came out, and I filtered all the guys in, and I had nobody. And I was like, well, sh- oh, no, sorry. I had Billy Horschel. That was my only guy I had in the 9K range. And I still like Billy a little bit, but I think he, he'll probably be a little bit over-owned. So I went back and I like forced myself to pick somebody because I just don't like anybody. And I, the only one I came back to is Matthew Wolf, which I still think is way overpriced. but Incredibly overpriced. I think of the 9K range, I think he'll probably come in pretty low. Um, sure, he has a win, but you know he, people are going to be blinded by the, the Hovland and the Reeve. Reed, Casey, Casey who ranks out, like, unbelievable for me. I just think of the 9K guys, he'll come in the lowest owned. I think Cam Smith comes in a tad lower. Oh, he's 9K. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't see him. I, I, I think just Cam, Cam Smith's going to come in a little bit lower. It, that, 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 that's easy to call there. Um, he doesn't grade well out on paper. Yeah, he does not. He, I crossed him off my list, so I didn't even see him. <laughs> um. But, I mean, he just finished 12th at the WGC and 20th at the Open. So, he is in great recent form. Sure. So, I, I, I would take pieces of Cam Smith. What about Hovland? You could take any Victor Hovland? Man, I lo- love them when they came out. But, no, I don't think I can take him coming off a, coming off a win. I, I don't know. Nah. I'm good. I'm one not guy going to force wanna... Reeve in either. Well, one guy I do want to mention um, is Patrick Reed. Now, I can't take credit for this this was all kenny on uh fantasy degenerates he was talking about reed wanting to make the president's cup without having uh tiger make a choice on him he just wants to be an automatic bid on the team so he was talking about his desire to probably win a tournament which puts him in that position so i would take some shots at patrick reed short course um is a great name on here who i think is underpriced you know he's only underpriced of his his his, his season-long form but if you look at his recent form 12th at the St. Jude, 10th at the Open, 23rd at the 3M Open, 5 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and then if you go after that, that's when you see some of his struggles from this year. 
So I think Reed is a great option if you want to gain some leverage to the field. I don't know how much you're going to gain drafting Patrick Reed. It's not like he's gonna, like the world's best kept secret. <laughs> but if you do want to pivot from Webb Simpson to a, a somewhat of a chalky guy, and plus you save salary, I think Patrick Reed's in play. So other guys that are probably interesting in this 9K range, Paul Casey, he's a great player. Does he have to play? Not very sure. Ches Reeby has been very popular recently. Um, do you want to eat that chalk or move elsewhere? So, uh, yep. anyone else in this nine K range you want to touch on? Nope, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Hate it, huh? I just don't. I just uh, doesn't. I don't. I don't think I'll really have anybody besides Horschel and maybe a little bit of Wolf. That's where I'm at. All right, so we're gonna move to that eight K range, and looking at this, this is where I think your bread and butter is gonna be made for yes. this weekend. Yes. And. I'm going to start with chalk that I think I'm going to have to eat, and that's Lucas Glover at 8,700. I mean, he just grades out so well for this tournament and has had the past tournament history to to, to back it up, okay? So he's someone I have a ton, ton of interest uh, interest in. Now, Glover, terrible putter. So I am going to forewarn you there that if the putter is off, it's going to be a long weekend for you. But when looking at, at him in my fantasy national model, where's he at? Glover ranks fifth overall and 11th in good drives. I like Glover. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm in on Glover. I mean, that's a chalk I was going to eat from the get-go. Uh, for me, he ranks out number one. Uh, and just looking at, you know, you already mentioned it, how he lines up on these types of courses, his course history, his approach game, off the tee game. Uh, I had it was a question mark like, do I really want to pay ninety six hundred plus for Lucas Glover this week? And then he comes out eighty seven, and I was like, oh well, I'm eating it. I have to. Yeah, I agree. Who else do you like in this eight K range? Oh man, there's a lot, and I like you know I think we got to go Sunjay M at eighty three, uh, coming in twenty uh, fifth overall in the FedEx points, and I guess if you play every single event and you don't win, you can still rank pretty high. So he's already in the in the running for that bonus for the top 10 for the season without really finishing that high in a ton of events. What uh, a smart move. Right. And, and he took last week off. So he only took like three weeks off his whole year. So he's coming in fresh on his standards. So I, I can't, you know, looking at his par four scoring, he's fourth from four fifty five hundred. He's 20th in the prox range, 48th in birdies are better. Eh, okay. 31st in ball striking. Eh, okay. But if he's on, he can easily T five this, this event again, not again, but as we've seen this year, and an 8,300 for a guy who never takes a week off. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that narrative where he's coming in fresh. Plus, he's a scoring machine. Yeah, when he's on, it is. Look out. I mean, at $8,300, you talk about a guy who's egregiously underpriced, and I've said that a lot this year about Sunjay M because I love his game. Yep. I love everything that he does. Um, he, he is an excellent option for this weekend. Now, he did miss the cut at the Open. Good. But before that, 26th at the John Deere, 15th at the 3M, 21st at the Rocket Mortgage. I think people are going to see that miscut at the open, and they're going to say, no, thank you. I don't want a piece of it. I want every piece of Sun JM that I can get in this weekend's tournament. I mean, the only thing he's really kind of struggled in this last 5-10 rounds is that approach game, but it hasn't been abysmal or awful to where it, it, it's really costing him uh, scoring. So. I love Sunjay. I'm glad that you're on him too. Uh, ownership wise, I got him sub 10% right now. Oh, sign me up. And he missed a cut. He had a week and a half off. Okay. Yep. Double it now. 
I hope, I just hope that people are not on him. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what, where we go from there. Um, another 8K guy I want to mention is Scott Piercy, who has been somewhat of a favorite this year and is coming in at about 12% ownership, but in my private model ranks fourth overall and is a scoring machine at 3.86 per 18. I love Piercy's ability to score here. And that appeals to me because of that 20 or under winner, those those kind of scores that you need to win on this course. Now, 14th overall, my fantasy national model in the last 100. But most impressive thing is that 28th, good drive stat. And he's um, 15th overall in strokes gained tee to green, 27th in greens and regulation gained. I'll take plenty of Scott Piercy this weekend. Yeah, no, I'm with you. He's, he's been a favorite of mine this year, too. And he looked great at 3M Open. He looked like he had it all together. I mean, he was around the green game was a little off, but his approach game was dialed in. And I hope that, you know, taking some time off and just retooling and getting ready for the final push. I mean, he's 20, 26 in the FedEx Cup as well. So a, a good showing here. And he puts himself in, in contention for some, some big bucks uh, if he can keep it up. So, yeah, I love it. I mean, he ranks stat-wise for me 10th overall in my model for 8100 sure all right who else do you like in this 8k range uh a guy i like i find interesting is is martin kamer at 8600 so he's 146 in the fedex points so he needs a high score here to make it in the playoffs uh he's looked pretty good on the euro tour lately so stuff that won't show up you know on fantasy national other things he has 16th the bmw international open T9, the Irish Open, and then went T31 last week at the Barracuda Championship. So, I mean, he's coming in in, in good form despite what, what some of the stats stay on Fantasy National. He's a pretty good putter on, on Bermuda. And his approach game from 150 to 175th, he ranks 18th for me. So, I think he'll come in lower owned because I just don't think a lot of people know much about him. And when you try to look him up, he, he might show up as a couple of missed cuts and not playing that well, but he's in pretty good form. Um, so, as, as kind of a lower ownership play, I'll, I'll have a fair share of, of Kamer this week. I don't have any interest. I, I, I just don't. I, I, I don't want to play a guy who, first of all, doesn't grade out that well. And I know you're going to play that narrative about the FedEx standings, but I, no, I'm, I'm playing the narrative based off the, his stats don't grade out because the last stat they have recorded for him is in June. That's fine, but it's because he's, I, I just don't think he's that good to do what you want him to do. I mean, we're talking about a guy who missed the cut at the RBC Heritage. That's fine. And 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 just struggled across the board. I get it. His stats are outdated. He he doesn't struggle on Bermuda, but he's just middle of the road. Right, yeah. Middle, middle of the pack. Um, not a difficult course, but it's a very easy course. But he doesn't gain a lot of strokes on very easy courses either. So, to be honest, I, I, I'm just not going to play someone that I don't think can – finish top 10 especially in this 8k range and Kymer for me doesn't fit that mold fair enough i must i'm still on him i will not waver uh last guy in this 8k range i'm gonna mention is jason kokrak oh, speaking cool. of what speaking of weddings <laughs> now um greens and regulation gain second second in the last 100 rounds on bermuda all right. 26th overall on the model. 14th in strokes gained T to green. 12th in birdies are better gained. 16th in birdies. 14th in good drives. Now, 
what you have to deal with with Coke Rack is that putter, that pesky putter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So bad. So bad. Oh, it, it's so volatile. It's crazy. But that's the name of the game for the GPP. I'm hoping, praying that he finds it this weekend and you get a place like the Valspar where he gained like five, six strokes on the putter or maybe seventh at the RB, seven strokes gained at the RBC Heritage. I want Kokrak to find that putter. And if he does, you're looking at a guy who, who, who could win this tournament. Okay. Why not take shots of Jason Kokrak this weekend? If that's the case, it, it makes perfect sense to me. He's going to be in my model. I'm probably going to be overweight on him. He might be a core play. Not decided on that yet, but he doesn't have terrible history here. He doesn't have great history either. He does have a he had the last two tournaments. He's made the cut, but prior to that in 2016 and 2015, he had a withdraw and a missed cut. 2017 finished second 16th. Last year finished 57th. So, I'm going with Cokes, man. I know you're laughing at me, but I'm all on him. No, I, I see, I see your appeal. I, I, you know, I have the same thought process, but a different guy. For for the same same exact reasons, grades out well, terrible putter. Uh, I'm just not on Coke Rack. Well, is this guy in the AK range? He is. Who's that? I wanted to close it out first, but it's a uh, Mr. Byunghun Han. Oh. 82. Eighth in ball striking. 29th in par four, 450, 500, 45th in proximity, 41st in proximity, 29th in GIRs gain. Terrible putter. Just god awful putter on Bermuda. But, but, has been gaining strokes off the tee, so your good drives are, are covered. Gaining strokes around the green. Iffy on approach. Just his putting. That's all you gotta worry about is putting. Not gonna be on. Not going to be as highly owned as you think he is. I do worry about that T game. Really? He's been pretty it's, good. Yeah, but seven at the open, that that's not normal. No, it's not. But the previous like eight events, he's been at least in the positive. Actually, I got out of the past like 15. He's only lost it once when he just destroyed himself at the RBC Heritage. Or at the Travelers when he couldn't putt. Well, right, yeah, yeah. As, again, terrible putter. The one thing I, I think that does bode well for him was his 26th finish at the Players. Yeah, and he's what, he's finished 18th way harder course. Before. You got to be accurate off the tee. You know that does help. So it's just that you're right. That putter, he does fit that mold. I I, I looked at Coke Rack. I looked at him too, and I had the same exact thought. And for me. I think Kokrak ended up like 11th in my model and, and Han An is like 16th. So it, it's pretty close. I just went the opposite way. All right. Names I want to mention in this 8K range that we're not really going to go over. Someone like Dylan Fratelli. I have some interest in him. Um, I do have some interest as well as Chucky Three Sticks. Um, anyone else you kind of have interest in this AK range? Uh, I had some interest initially, Adam Hadwin, but I don't know if I want to pay 8500 for him. Yeah, I hear you. That's tough. That's Especially a guy it. who can't putt on Bermuda. Yeah, I had him highlighted hoping he was going to be in like the low sevens or mid sevens, but I think, I think no thanks. All right, so that'll take us to the 7K range. Beautiful. 
And why don't you kick it off first? I'm just going to make all my lineups with just 7K guys, I think. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to have a few. I mean, I like I like a lot of these guys. I think there is a... I'm trying to figure out who I want to mention first. I think, you know, we'll look at guys like... Sepp Straka, 7,700, which is a weird price for him. But, you know, he's coming in, in 110th in the FedEx points. So he's, he's got to do well to play next week. Yeah, he's coming in with pretty great form. He got a third last week at the Barbasol. He's got, he, he goes through periods where he has great play. And I think the last couple of weeks we've seen that. And I kind of wrote in here, which kills me. I said, if he's under 7,600 this week, I'll have a lot of them in large GPPs. And of course he comes in at 7,700. So it's like right above my threshold. But I still think I'm going to have a fair share of, of Straka. Because he just, he when he's on, he is like he can eat a top 10, top 15 kind of ceiling. And I think this is the week on an easy course where he can we can see that. Yeah, so you're gonna hope for that. He's never played here, at least in the last. So that to me is always a concern, especially with a guy like Substraka. But if it's an easy course, then I don't wait it as hard. I mean, I look at his last 36 rounds overall, just not on any type of courses. Ninth in GIR's gain, ninth in proximity, third in birdies or better, fifth in par four, four fifty five hundred, fifteenth in ball striking. I just I can't I can't in good conscience turn out turn a guy who has just dialed in in a week where he needs to do well. So I don't know how he is under pressure. That's a concern, but I like him. No, it makes sense. It may, it, it it makes sense. A, a guy who kind of fits that same mold of of you know that like low hundreds ranking in the FedEx was Brian Harmon. Now his tournament history here is 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 atrocious. He missed the cut in 2014, 15, and 16, and didn't play the last two years. All right, so don't get me wrong, he he is bad, but his strokes gain total kind of says he actually played better in those tournaments than what what than the result. So I think we could see a turnaround here. Now he is seventy six hundred dollars. That is a lot to pay for someone who is that much of a poor player at this tournament specifically but in the last five rounds strokes gained everywhere and putting around the green and approach off the tee tee to green plus he gained strokes and bermuda and he does very well on easy courses this is an easy course we haven't seen him since the open where he did miss the cut but prior to that 26th at the john deere seventh at the three open and did miss the cut at the rocket mortgage classic i'm not saying there's no risk to no risk here for him but he is someone you should consider when you're making lineups on Wednesday. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. I, like I mean, that. that's just such a leverage to the field because no one is going to have him after they look at his course history. True. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's why I crossed him out for that reason, but then I went back and was like, yeah, maybe not. And Vegas has him as plus 8,000. Yeah. So they're, 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 not, they're not getting rid of him. They're not counting him out. So, um, Another guy I like in this 8K or the 7K range is <clears throat> Vaughn Taylor. Yes. Vaughn Taylor is like a scoring machine, and I'm going to have plenty of Vaughn Taylor at 7,400. Now he's going to be a little chalky. You agree? Oh, totally. I mean, good putter, good results. Yeah, totally. Totally chalk. But isn't that versus metrics? They all line up the way we want to see them. Um, one thing that we are concerned about, all these guys in the 7K range, they have their flaws. 
you know, and they're not going to be perfect. And Vaughn Taylor, where he struggles, is that 400 to 450 par four range. Mm-hmm on Bermuda specifically in the last hundred rounds that that is concerning considering your scoring comes in that range on this course but it's just not so easy you know it's such an easy tournament so I'm gonna have plenty of Vaughn Taylor I agree with you I, I have him as one of my my key guys as well all right who else are you like in this 7k range oh you know who I really like a lot of at 7100 which is super low is Peter Malnati. And he's coming in 108th in the FedEx rankings. He's made four four cuts here. He is the best Bermuda putter in the field looking at the last 100 rounds. He's made seven of, his, seven, of seven last cuts, even though last week at the Barbasol he MDF, but he was still 400 par. Uh, he struggles in the 150 to 175 range. As we know, everyone in this everyone in the 7Ks has a flaw. That's his. But, you know, as, as the number one putter on Bermuda with the history of making cuts here, uh, and in pretty good form, uh, 7,100, I think, is just ridiculous. Uh, he frees up a ton of salary. He lets you go pretty much any direction you want. And I think it's a, a low-risk guy that's got some decent upside. Uh, I like him. I don't know how much I'll have him because I like a guy, same price, just below him. Who that? Especially in the right, Bryce Garnett. Yep. Bryce Garnett finished 37th at the John Deere, 23rd at the 3M. 17th at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Gained strokes in every category except for at the Deer where he lost strokes around the green. Those were easy courses. He's in great recent form. Not the greatest Bermuda putter, but I'll eat that and I'll take Bryce Garnett this weekend. Yeah, the the putter threw me off. I went a little bit lower to Corey Connors. Same price, but Corey Connors just first Yeah, I like Corey Connors too. I mean, it, there's the just so many in the seven K range that I just like. I think have a good chance of doing so well. Yeah, it's gonna be pain in the ass trying to figure out those uh, those three max lineups if you're playing them. Oh, for sure, absolutely. So, um, Bryce Garnett, right now I got him at sub five percent ownership, so he he's someone that I keen in on. More popular is Corey Connors. He's a name yeah. that everyone knows. Um, Adam Sh- uh, Shank is going to be very popular this weekend, probably upwards to 15%. So is Vaughn Taylor, like we mentioned before. We yep. knew he was going to be a little bit chalky. Um, last guy I want to mention in this 7K range is Bud Cauley. Yes, Bud Cauley. Love me some Bud, Bud Cauley. He's got that scoring that I like, that 3.88 per 18. Ranks 21st overall in my private model. So I am going to be all over Bud Cauley at sub 10% ownership. Um He's let people down when he's been popular, but overall, you know, I, I think his game fits this course to where he could be successful. Um, he plays well on Bermuda, and he's good at avoiding bogeys, and he's good at scoring. I mean, what more could you ask for for a low seven K guy who could potentially then finish in the, in the, in the top ten? So Bud Cauley is most definitely in play for me. I'm going to be very overweight on Bud. So. I know you were screaming yes, Bud Colley, but um, one thing I do want to point out is that his best finish here is in 2016 with a 10th place. Okay, he no, has missed incorrect. Oh, go, that's correct. Go back further. 2012, when they replaced the greens, he finished third. Ah, awesome. So he has he has the ceiling, and we got the low ownership and the leverage there. So Colley loves this course. He has missed the cut here. Don't get me wrong, but he's got a positive strokes gain total. Collie here at 7,300, someone you should really consider. 
Correct. I I, lo- I love the Collie call. I love that he's a good Bermuda putter. I love everything about it. I love it. And I especially love it because if you look, just his last 36 rounds, he's a terrible putter. But that's factoring in all, all green types. But if you isolate it down to the last 100 on Bermuda, he's 46. So I'll, I'll take that for that price all day. All right. Before I ask you a question about this a person in the 7K range, anyone else you want to mention? Uh, I think the only other guy, I mean, there's a bunch of other guys, but the only guy I would want to highlight would probably be like Russell Knox, 7,500. Made five of the last six cuts with a 41st of the Open being his last finish. Uh, gaining strokes on approach. Yeah, historically terrible putter, uh, but has been putting well over his last five events, so maybe he's turning that around. Uh, so I like that. Uh, that's really it. He's got some good stats here, but yeah, 7,500, I'm going to take a couple shots on Knox. But ask away. I'm ready. All right. So what are you going to do with Bill Haas? Nope. I, I, I can't. I can't on principle alone. He is one of those guys that I get suckered into rostering like once or twice a season, and I watch him par his way around the course, and I want to blow my brains out. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. And he ranks 114th in my model, so now I definitely can't do it. I get that, but he's got great tournament history. I don't care. I can't do it. I ever. It's literally every time I roster him, he just pars the course. I don't care that he finished second here. I don't care if he finished sixth. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to get sucked in by his two like 11th and 10th finishes. Nope. Nope. I don't want him. Go away, Bill Haas. Go away. <laughs> I just don't care. I, that He gets me so aggravated. Him and Patrick Reed. Ugh. Well, that'll, that'll wrap up the 7K range and take us down to the 6K range where we will go into our MG Monsters in Guarantee. Our monster is a player that we feel in the 6K range that will finish in the top 25. In our guarantee, our players in the 6K range that we guarantee to make the cut. Also known as the Martin Pillar Effect. Zach, this is your segment kick it off all right let's see here what do i want to do monster guarantee you know you're supposed to be prepared when when we michael do. thompson guarantee no <laughs> i just don't know which one i want to go i want to i want to end it on a strong note so i'm going to go with, with michael thompson as my guarantee and and now i don't know there's so many good golfers in the low 7ks and and the 6ks i had i really had a hard time picking a guarantee but you know, when I'm looking at Michael Thompson, he's got he's played here five times. He's made four cuts. Uh, he had an 11th here last year. Um, you know, he, last time he played, he had a 37th after you know missing two cuts. So, you know, it's not it's not the safest guarantee that I've ever called, and I don't like calling safe ones. So, yeah, I went with Michael Thompson. I feel like he's gonna make the cut. He's not gonna do a whole hell of a lot after that, but that's all we need for him. It was a, it was a toss up between him and and. Harold Varner, but I went with with Thompson. Who you got? My guarantees. I'll give you a double guarantee Ooh. because that's the type of guy I am. I'm going with my man, Joel Dahman. Yeah, I like that. And Johnson Wagner. <laughs> yes. First of all, Joel Dahman's way too cheap. He's $6,700. Okay, that's a steal for a player of his caliber. 
I, I'm going to take plenty of Joel Dominus 6700 just to make the cut. I wanted to make him my monster. I, I just his recent form is has been bad with a miscut at the Open, a miscut at the John Deere, and he's just been struggling recently. But we can easily see a player like him just turning around. Um, you know what actually sold me on him at the Open, by the way? What? When when he responded to people's tweets for missing the cut at the John Deere. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and like those. it's like he was talking shit back to them. I'm like, oh yeah, now he's gonna kick ass at the open. But I had very little of him at the open, but um, I do like him to make the cut. And then the next guy is Johnson Wagner. Now, Wagner here is another guy who's who's been playing well recently. 37th at the John Deere, 23rd at the 3M Open. Those are easy courses that we like to see. Um, one thing to note though, that 23rd at 3 Open was earned by ridiculous putting, but he is a good putter. So he's historically been a great putter on Bermuda. He's <coughs> excuse me. He's someone who I think could absolutely make the cut here. So who's your monster? monster? Oh, I'm digging digging deep this week. Deep. I'm going with 6100 Charlie Danielson as my monster. It's going to happen. He is just looking good. He's coming off a major like knee surgery last year, so he he even he even he even admitted that he's not a hundred percent back to how he felt, but he got a seventh last week. He also got a fifteenth at the three M Open, made the cut at the U.S. Open. So you know he's played in two events after a huge like massive knee surgery for a guy who stands like six foot five. I, I love it. I love him. I think he easily has like top fifteen, top ten ability here. It's an easy course. It shouldn't challenge him too much. Uh, and he's 6,100. I mean, you got a guy who is relatively unknown, performed well on the tour already this year. I don't, I don't know. I can't. This is one of those ones where I just feel good about it. I just feel good about Charlie Danielson. As long as he's like 85% on his knee and can make it through like the whole four days, love him. And I think he'll be, no, he won't be owned. No. He doesn't Not have a knee. All. No. They, it's fine. They, they extracted his knee. That's fine. All right. My monster is Nick Taylor. Ha! <laughs> now, he hasn't missed a cut since May True. on the PGA Tour. We got 27th at the Canadian Open, 43rd at the U.S., 71st at the Travelers, 35th at the Rocket Mortgage, 46th at 3M, 33rd at John Deere. So, even though he's making cuts, he's not necessarily dominating tournaments. But... He did have a top 10 finish here last year. So I am looking for that back-to-back -to -back top 25, top 10 finish for Nick Taylor. He is in good form. Nick Taylor's going to be my monster. I think he's going to be low-owned. I think he's a great play this weekend. So I'm disappointed in you. Why? You didn't pick your boy. I'm not going to pick my boy every time. He has an he eighth last year and fourth the year before that. I thought for sure he'd be your monster. Well, you can take him. No, I don't want him. I left him for you. Why would you do that? Because you just picked him two weeks in a row, like a couple weeks ago. Every time I pick him, he blows <laughs> He blows Burgoon. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about Burgoon. Who are you talking about? Oh, then? I'm sorry. I may have it mixed up. I was talking about Ryan Armour. Oh, I, I don't. I, I mean, I love Ryan Armour, but I, he's he's not my boy. Yeah, that's right. You Burgooned it twice in a week. You I had Armour before, it twice but in you a did week. have. Yeah, no, I got no Burgoon. I did have armor though once. 
But he he's he's one of those guys that could that could easily finish top twenty five this weekend. But he'll let you down like he always does. Sure, he'll have that awesome first and second day, and then on the third day on moving day, he'll he'll, he'll blow chunks and yep. he'll suck. Yep, for sure. So, but I I like armor. I I am gonna have pieces of armor. Needless to say, but I'm not gonna have any burgoon. Now watch, he's gonna go and win. <laughs> Dick. Oh, I love it. All right, anyone else in this 6K range? Pat Perez. You like Pat Perez? Uh, I like Pat and Kazari. Ugh. <laughs> He's a good Bermuda putter. It's fine. Danny Lee? Ugh. Lebiota? You like Hank? No, no Hank for me. No Hank. I think that's it. Oh. How about Scotty Langley? Nope. 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 Kyun Hoon Lee, maybe. I might, might have some of them. Remember when you were in love with Sneaky Sneaky Boo Weekly? Oh yeah, I was. He was good. Man. He was. He was good. He was good. No, that's right. it. I think that's it. I, I really. I'm just looking over the names real quick, and I, I don't know. No one else really like is really appealing. The seven K range is where it's at. Kevin Choi finished eleventh year last year, so there's that. <laughs> Troy Merritt. What's Merritt price at? Did we even mention him this week? He's in we pretty good not. form. 7,200. It's pretty good form. I forgot to mention him. I like I like Troy Merritt. Kevin Tway is not in good form, by the way. <laughs> in case you missed last week. <laughs> Finished in uh, 63rd. What did he shoot? What was his final What was his final thing? His final uh, score? Did he all break, I know, break 100? I, I don't know. All I know is he, he, he lost 13 strokes, you know, tee to green. Was terrible putting. Terrible in approach. Awful, just on off the tee. He, he was bad. He's 39th I mean, they, in the FedEx Cup standing. I get that. Now to make things worse, he's going to his worst putting surface. Love but it. you talk about like leveraging the field. You go straight to Kevin Tway. I mean, uh, like uh, who's gonna own Kevin Tway? Ah, God, I almost want to make a lineup with him though, just for the simple fact that. Good luck with that. Him and Keegan Bradley. I mean, oh, he's not playing this week. But man, I put them back to back. Be stellar. Good I might score negative. Good luck with that. <sighs> we're almost there we're almost to the tour championship we're almost there oh you men are all alike seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag you better keep your mouth shut oh i think i love him <laughs> all right so that'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the wyndham championship Join us next week as we break down the Northern Trust again. Big thanks to Fantasy National and PGA for all their hard work. Zach, thank you for your contributions to another kick-ass show. Thank you. Oh, and you know what? We forgot to mention. We didn't mention it. Next year it gets harder. We're going to go top 65 and, and ties, not top 70. Yeah, but we'll wait till next year to mention that. We will, but sneak preview. All right, and I, I do appreciate everything that you do for the cut line. I personally appreciate it. That's all you, buddy. I don't know if the cut line appreciates it, though. Oh, sure. They should. Fucking jerks. <laughs> all right. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Mike Cavalunas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. And, of course, you can find the cut line at TCutLine. Six of six, boys and girls. That's what you need. That's what you want. Trust your process and get it done. 